0: Our theme today is heaven and eternal life. We are bound by time. We came into existence at a certain point in time, a moment of our conception, and uh, we continue on, and we will live or die for all eternity. Either way, we will exist now for all eternity, though we had a beginning. God had no beginning, creator of all things, creator even of time, existed before time began. Hard for us to imagine, but eternity, what's that going to be like? And uh, you might have heard me uh, share some of this information before, but it's just a good reminder this morning, <coughs> excuse me, a good reminder for us this morning uh, to prioritize the body of Christ, even as we gather together every Sunday, it's very fitting for us to remember that the church provides believers with the foretaste of heaven to come. It is imperfect in our fellowship because there is sin yet in each one of us. In my own heart, we're working through and being sanctified. But it is a foretaste of heaven yet to come. And we represent, as the church in this local place and other churches and local places, that one place where activities of the eternal heaven are reflected on this temporal earth. Let's consider these things this morning first with prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the blessing of your word that is eternal, that every uh, aspect of it will be fulfilled. And we look forward to that, both the judgments and the redemptions, the salvation and the condemnation. And Father, the blessing of knowing that you are sovereign over it all from since before time began, through the coming trials and tribulations on this earth and into your son's earthly kingdom, and on to eternal life. What a hope we have in the new heavens and the new earth that this is not our home. And Father, we'd so look forward to being in your presence, and even as we are gathered here today, reminded that you are in our presence, Lord, that your Holy Spirit indwells each of us as believers, and that you are omnipresent in your character. You know all things, and you are always everywhere present. And Father, even as we are gathered today, may our time together be an honor to you and a blessing to the body of Christ. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. The church does resemble heaven in a number of important ways. In the church, God's people, you and I, we should be desiring to submit to his moral will as expressed in his word. We read Matthew 6, verse 10, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a framework of prayer. We may not necessarily be praying that specifically uh, just as a rote um, way of repetition, but for sure we are praying that his kingdom would come and that his will would be done in us and through us on this earth, even uh, as it will be in heaven yet to come. Considering John chapter 14, Uh, The believers, the church, we seek to obey him out of our love and devotion to him. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, he says. And also in 1 John 2, by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. We seek to obey him out of love and devotion. And how we look forward to being able to do that in heaven, uh, unencumbered by our sin. Also in heaven, believers will serve him perfectly. In Revelation 23, starting in verse 3, there will no longer be any curse, and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. His bondservants will serve him, that's you and I, will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will no longer be any night. They will have no need of the light of the lamp the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illumine them, and they will reign forever and ever. And that future hope that should motivate each one of us in our pursuit of holiness in this life, before we get to the life hereafter. In 1 John 3, verses 2 and following, we read, Beloved, now we are children of God today, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We don't know exactly what it's going to be like to be in our glorified bodies, to be set free from uh, sin. But we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And everyone." Who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure what is your hope this morning to be with him does that make you uh, pursue holiness in christ all the more in the church also believers we offer continual adoration to god as a sacrifice of praise not just during our time of singing but in our times of fellowship in our times of uh, studying god's word There is praise and adoration that will be giving unto the Lord. And even today, it's a sacrifice of praise. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. I hope you've gathered here here this morning to give thanks to the Lord for his goodness to you. We read this in Hebrews 13, verse 15. Lastly, considering Revelation 4, also, again, looking forward to eternity in heaven Being in his presence, these expressions of worship uh, that we participate in even today characterize our life yet to come in heaven. The Apostle John provides just a glimpse of heaven's perpetual worship in Revelation 4. And the four living creatures, each of them having six wings full of eyes all around and within and day and night, they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who is seated on the throne, notice there's thanks that they are giving to Him. Though unredeemed, they are giving thanks. Who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders, the representatives of the church before the throne, they fall down before Him who is seated on the throne and they worship Him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. Even today as we exist in the church, are we living out that song of praise? Worthy are you, our Lord and God? Or does the church today seek to make ourselves worthy? Do we not want to submit to our Lord or is he just my fire insurance? Is he the one receiving glory and honor and power? Are we seeking that for ourselves even as we gather together in the church? He created all things in the world around us. They want to say that we came from, even as we're talking with our kids, came from aliens or some primordial soup or just happened. We need to recognize him as creator. And by his will, uh, we have come into existence. We're created. We even exist today because he sustains us. Are we worshiping that God of the Bible, the truth uh, that comes from his word, the one who lives forever. Stand and sing our first two songs. And continuing to consider just how the church, how we get to get a little taste of heaven yet to come, and also just reminding us of what is our hope in heaven yet to come. And also even just consider, uh, do you want to be here this morning? If you don't want to be here this morning, you probably don't want to be in heaven either. And consider also those whose smoke of their torment rises up forever and ever. We even studied with the youth this past week. They'll be crying out in agony in hell. They will not want to be in heaven. They do not want to be in the presence of the Lord. They just want to be out of the pain and agony. But do you want to be out of here? Do you want to be here? Do you want to have, do you long for and hunger for a bit of a taste of heaven and also, even as the church, are we faithfully walking and fellowshipping and loving Christ and loving one another so that it is an appropriate taste of heaven, a sweet taste of heaven? Consider Revelation 4 as believers are going to exalt the Lord Jesus for his work of redemption. We are here today because we have been redeemed. In Revelation 5, verses 11 and following, John writes, I looked... I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads, thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, how are you to be singing this morning? Loudly. Around the throne of God, loudly, worshiping the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing, that's sevenfold." Praise and adoration. And every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to God the Father and God the Son, be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, to the Redeemer, to our Redeemer who is raised from the dead, be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen, yes, it is so, let it be so. And the elders also fell down and worshiped those gathered around the throne. In Philippians 2, verses 9 and following, we read, For this reason also God highly exalted him, that is, the Son, Christ, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord and Master. To the glory of God the Father, we worship. We are gathered here, and we will worship him for all eternity for his work of redemption. And that worship that echoes through the halls of Christ-exalting churches, hopefully even like ours here this morning, here on earth, will continue to reverberate without end through the halls of heaven in the church, though its members are not yet perfected one begins to glimpse the holiness and purity that characterizes heaven. Consider the holiness and purity that ought to be characteristic of us even in our continuing sanctification. The absolute holiness of heaven is underscored again towards the end of Revelation, which explain that the eternal glory of the new earth will be free from immorality, idolatry, and any form of impurity. And what about us today? The church ought to be reflecting this holiness, when the members of the church walk in righteousness, when they are faithful to discipline those who persist in unrepentant sin, even. Also, in the church, God's people enjoy rich fellowship with one another. That fellowship is a foretaste of the perfect communion that you and I will someday enjoy and share with all the saints and with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Just considering. Uh, just for a moment, have you ever stopped to ponder how you even came to salvation, and the people that shared the gospel with you, and who shared the gospel with them, and who shared the gospel with them, and and just seeing the whole lineage, if you will, of faith, and just catching up. Well, how did you come to salvation, or how did you get ushered into heaven? While well, I was burned at a stake, what did you do? Uh, well, uh, catching up with the saints of old for all eternity. What a blessing that is going to be. Talk about rich fellowship. And we get a taste of that even today. How did you get saved? How did the Lord come uh, to you and get a hold of you and uh, bring you kicking and screaming into his faithful service? What a hope we have to look forward to. When believers gather in the church, we're reminded that we are citizens of heaven. This world is not our home. We're not part or we are part of the fellowship of the saints, belonging to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, Hebrews 12, 23 says. Also, just consider all these things in summary. God's will, submission to it, Christ-centered worship, the pursuit of holiness, the fellowship with other believers, these four characteristics that we've looked at even this morning of the church and of heaven yet to come. These are just some of the ways that the church on earth foreshadows the glories of heaven. Such anticipations should cause you as a believer to grow both in your love for the church and your longing for heaven. Do you want to go? As the Apostle Paul explained to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, clearly we will see. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known, we will be in his presence. What a hope we have in light of that kind of heavenly perspective. What a joy it is for believers to be a part of the company of the redeemed, even on Sundays and other days of the week that we get to gather together and enjoy each other's company, Uh, eagerly waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. In Titus 2, do you look forward to the first day in heaven? Or are you so living for the thousands of days you've already lived? Or you hope to live? Where do you long to be? In his presence? Considering, just thinking, as we're singing, as we're in glory in heaven, the description even of his throne, wheels of fire underneath, and just the glory of his presence, even of himself, let alone the created beings around him, and the singing and the cacophony of myriad of myriads, shaking, reverberating, feeling it in your chest, if you will, as we sing praises to him, what a hope we have beyond the trinkets and trivial things of this world.